0: Welcome, everyone. I am Brian McCall, Editor-in-Chief of Catholic Family News, and I'm delighted today to be joined by Abby Johnson. Thank you for, for joining us to speak with our viewers today.
1: Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm sure she probably needs no introduction for most of our viewers and listeners, uh, but her life is the subject of an incredible film, uh, Unplanned, uh, which premiered, I actually saw it in the theater shortly after it came out, and we've highly recommended it in uh, the newspaper, as as you know. Uh, it tells an incredible conversion story, of, uh, of again, of uh, Ms. Johnson, Mrs. Johnson's Uh, working for Planned Parenthood and then coming to see the truth about abortion and uh, getting out of it. So you can, uh, here's the website for the movie, you can purchase it, access it in many different ways, and again, highly encourage it. Others may know her from her incredible speech at the Republican National Convention that occurred uh, just a couple of weeks ago, which was really one of the most powerful moments uh, in it. So we're, uh, you've obviously done a lot of speaking, a lot out there, but there's an aspect I thought our viewers might really be interested in, in learning about, and that is your charitable work to help uh, people like you used to be, right, who were working mm-hmm. for Planned Parenthood to, to leave. And, and a lot of our people people have been involved in pro-life, know a lot about sidewalk counseling and how to approach women and how to get women who are thinking of, of aborting their child to stop. But I, I don't know if many people are aware of, of this outreach. So maybe you can explain the origin of it and and why we should care about it, I guess, because people I think, yeah. well, shouldn't we go after women? Why would we want to do this?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I started and then there were none in 2012. I mean, really, after sort of looking around the pro life movement and saying, okay, so what's out there for people like me, people who used to work in the abortion clinic, who, uh, you know, they want to leave their job? They, they, I mean, I, I was, I was blessed, right? I had this amazing support system, I had a great husband. I I have a great husband. Um, I, you know, I have amazing parents. I was, you know, raised in a Christian home. I had this this great Christian foundation. So, um, I had the Brazos Valley Coalition for Life next door to my abortion clinic. I had a relationship with the people who were outside, you know, praying in front of my clinic. But I recognized that, in a way, I was unique. that situation you know i even the people that i worked with um a lot of them did not have a support system a lot of them were single mothers a lot of them did not have a husband that was supporting them a lot of them um, did not have a second income. They did not have parents who were supporting them, you know, who would support them, who would help them. Um, they did not have, uh, you know, I know what the outside of an abortion clinic looks like. I know that not every abortion facility has peaceful, prayerful people standing outside, um, you know, ready to support them or help them look for a job. So I thought, okay, so I recognize that I'm unique in this sense. So what if it's not me? Right? What if it's not my situation? So who's helping them? And I was surprised, to be quite honest, that in you know there we were at you know about forty-five, well about forty years into fighting legalized abortion, and um, there was nothing. And so I I started asking people in the pro-life movement. I started asking friends leaders in the pro-life movement you know why this was and and sort of talking to them about my idea of wanting to start something and the general consensus was that um there were some people you know abby who were just too far gone and uh you know that's that's what clinic workers were uh they were just too far gone and our resources were better spent um working with women who were pregnant and reaching out to them and trying to save their babies and abortion clinic workers they were just um you know they were just unrepentant centers and why would we waste our time
0: well that that's interesting you say that because one of the things that struck me in the movie that, that comes across about your story is that you went into this with good intentions, that right? you, you sort of got lured into it. And I think that is something a lot of probably people don't maybe realize. They just think these must be like just very angry, not good people. But again, is, is that you think that message in the movie is true, that a lot of the people there are obviously doing bad things, but are not, but are, are approaching it thinking they're doing good.
1: Of course. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why everybody gets involved. I mean, <laughs> I think it, it's a weird mindset to think that we all grew up in these, like liberal you know like pro-abortion like feminazi homes right and that we get into the abortion industry just like you know with this like bloodlust, can't wait to kill babies right that's not who we are that's not why we got involved we all got involved with a compassionate belief now, albeit it 's a misdirected compassion it 's misguided, mm. Mm. but we all got into it believing that we were going to be helping women um i've i 've never out of the six hundred people that we have helped leave the abortion industry, not one of them got into it going, "I was just really pumped about killing babies <laughs> none none of them yes. nobody yes. um because that that person doesn 't exist um and and so you know, yeah. I mean, it's just this idea that, that we, we wanted to help women. We felt a compassion. Some of us, uh, it was out of empathy. I mean, Mm. you know, about 70% of people who work in the abortion industry are post-abortive themselves. So, you know, it's, it's something that we have chosen before, uh, in our own lives. And so this is something that we want to we're sort of on a sinking ship, right? So we want to drag as many people in as we can. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I, and so I, I started this just thinking, you know, I, I just don't believe that's true. I just don't believe that they're, I mean, look at me, right? I was just a sinner in need of a savior. So why am I any different, right? I wasn't too far gone, as everybody kept saying. And so... Um, I started it really not knowing if it would be successful or not. Um, why would an abortion clinic worker trust the pro-life movement? I mean, and that was, I didn't know if they would, you know, I mm. mean, God, here was the movement that's been calling them baby killers and murders for 40 something years, There's, you know? Yes. And I didn't know if they would trust us or not. And, um, and to be perfectly honest, they didn't they didn't uh-huh. trust the movement, but they trusted me because I was uh-huh. one of them. And little by little, I think with God's help, we've been able to humanize the abortion clinic worker to the pro-life movement. Uh-huh. And so we don't hear the word baby killer as much as we used to. We don't hear the word murderers as much as we used to. We don't we don't hear those terms as much as we used to because they're seeing real life people now. Mm. And so we're hearing less dehumanizing language because they're seeing that these are just men and women, right? They're just sinners, just like all of us. They just sin differently. And and they're in need of God's mercy. They're in need of his grace, of his forgiveness, just like, just like every single one of us.
0: Well, very true. I mean, our Lord did not say Mary Magdalene was too far gone to, right. be, to be bothered with. But but maybe on that point, could you give a little more detail in terms of what help would someone need to get mm-hmm. out of Planned Parenthood? Because I think I've heard you say in some speeches, you know, people think, like, well, it's just a job, just get another yeah. job. So what help uh, would people need to, to be able to yeah. make that transition?
1: So, you know, it's not, yeah. And we hear that a lot. Like, what's the big deal? You want to get another job, get another job. Like, so what? Um, But, you know, leaving the abortion clinic is not like leaving your job at like McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like in, you know, Mm -hmm. if you work as an insurance insurance agent or something. Um, So first of all, you're working in an industry that survives and thrives on evil. Mm -hmm. So anytime you recognize that, and you flee from evil there's going to be significant spiritual attack. So our ministry is able to really walk with them and be and, and surround them through that attack. Um because it is great. Um it is uh people I mean they can't even believe it. I tell them stories sometimes of things that have happened to our workers after they've left and they're like they're just like oh my gosh, I can't even believe things like that happened. Um I mean, the enemy will do anything to try to uh, destroy uh, the, these workers and to convince them that they've got to go back. You know, they don't have any money. They've got to go back. They, you know, this happened. They, how am I going to survive if I don't have this paycheck or, you know, whatever? I mean, crazy, crazy things. So, um, so we, we walk with them through that time. Um, but like we just had a worker recently who came through our ministry, and when the when the clinic found out that they had left and they were now pro life, they got a cease and desist from the abortion clinic. So there are often you know sort of they try to bully them through the legal system. So we have a team of attorneys. Um, we work with the Thomas More Society. Um, and so we've got attorneys all over the country who will represent these workers at no cost. Um, so, you know, no problem. You want to you try to bully this worker? No problem. So one of our attorneys at Thomas More Society sent a, a, a letter back into the abortion clinic today and said, hey, don't mess with her, right? <laughs> you have no legal standing. You can't send her a cease and desist. Um, she can talk freely about whatever she wants to. She didn't sign an NDA. She didn't sign a confidentiality notice. You know, she can speak about whatever she wants right. to. P.S. Even if she did sign a confidentiality notice, she can talk about illegal activity all she wants to. <laughs> um, you know, so, uh, you know, so they have legal protections, but they will, the abortion industry will try to bully them into silence. Um, sometimes they try to buy them. They try to buy their silence. So, you know, we, we help them find another job. Uh, we help them with resume writing. We have a professional resume writer on staff. You know, a lot of times when you have the abortion industry on your resume, it's not a real good look, you know? Yes. Um, so we try to make personal connections within the medical field, um, you know, to try to get them another job. We provide all expense paid healing retreats. We have one actually coming up this weekend. Um, you know, healing from, from piecing baby parts back together is quite different. Um, that's than you know, having an abortion or, um, you know, there's a, there's a specific sort of trauma that they need to heal from. Um, Mm. so we work with them on that. We have professional licensed counselors that work with them specifically, um, on healing from, from the trauma that they've experienced. So it's really, it's, it's quite a comprehensive program. Uh, that we have for them. I mean, really any, any need they have, uh, we can work with them.
0: Wow, that is very comprehensive. And our viewers may have recognized the St. Thomas More Society is we've talked about a lot. Our own contributor Chris Ferrara does a lot of he mm-hmm. has merged with them and does a lot of litigation for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they are a group that does a lot of really good work. And I'm happy to hear they're yeah. they're also doing this. Yeah. Um, so how can how can people get involved to help your movement? I, I assume they can financially donate, but are there other things? Mm-hmm. Can people get training or anything to do or volunteer to help beyond financial or what, what what can people do
1: you know we don't have a ton of volunteer opportunities um you know all of our the the things that we do with our workers are all pretty skilled and and specific okay. um but you know you just never know um you know you can always email us and if you have something that you think you know i think that they might could they might could use this help or whatever. You can always email us. Um, you can certainly go to our website and find out more about us at abortionworker.com. Um, you can, uh, you know, hear hear stories. Uh, we've got videos, things like that. Um, you can go to our, uh, you know, Facebook pages. We have, you can sign up for our listserv. Um, we have uh, something that we put out every month called Quitter of the Month. Um, and it's sort of a, a storytelling uh, about one of our quitters um, that has come through our program, has gone through our healing program. So you sort of get to know them and a little bit about them and uh, just hear their story and some cool things about them. And, and you sort of get to share in their healing journey, which is really neat. So uh, you can sign up on our listserv and, and find out more about that.
0: Excellent. So again, I showed the website. That's uh, abortionworker.com. So pretty easy to remember, um, and uh, you can yeah, there's a lot of resources on there in terms of information and stories, which are are really great. Um, so that that's wonderful, and definitely thank you for the work work you're doing. And again, I have to admit, for I've been going to you know, Human Life International conferences or doing doing things in pro life for well. 20, over 20 years, and it's something I feel dumb—like never occurred to me that this is a part of it that we we should be should be doing. Um, great. Well, we have a couple minutes, and maybe before going, the, the sort of latest, uh, one of the latest news in the pro-life Catholic community is the nomination of uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett to the, the Supreme Court. Uh, I, I actually, I taught for a semester at Notre Dame Law School. I got to meet her very briefly, but I was, I was uh, only there a few days a week that semester. But I, I followed her, her pro, uh, professorial career, uh, but wanted to hear, maybe you could share your thoughts, what you know about her, what this may mean for the pro-life movement if she's confirmed.
1: You know, I'm feeling uh excited. I mean, hey, I'm a mom of eight. She's a mom of seven. I'm yes. feeling like, you know, large families are doing yes. it, you know. Yes. Where, <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm feeling very hopeful. And um I'm I'm you know, I'm just loving it. I'm loving that she's a, a mom of many children and she is um she's gosh, she's an adoptive, you know, they're an adoptive family and, um, they have a special needs son and, and just, you know, they're, they're really the embodiment of what it is to be pro-life and pro-family and, um, gosh, just, uh, everything that we are (laughs) right. Yes. Um, as, as pro-lifers and, uh, I just, I love that. I love that she's young and I love that my 13 year old daughter is going to be an adult and, and, and this woman will hopefully still be on the Supreme court. Um, so I, I'm just feeling very hopeful. I'm feeling very hopeful for, for the pro-life movement. Um, and I love that she's, that she's Catholic. Yes. Um, such a, you know, and I got to tell you, I mean, I, you know, I spoke at the Republican National Convention this year. I felt like Catholics were so well represented at the uh, RNC uh, this year, man, like Catholics unite, right? Like I, uh, <laughs>
0: I you like- know, In our report we did on the convention, I was blown away. I said, it, you know, I stopped watching conventions because they were just pathetic. And I said, this was, I mean, to have, a, a, a nun with a rosary and to have it end with someone singing Ave Maria from the top of the White House is something, if you would ask me even five years ago, I said never happened in this country.
1: Yeah, I know, just yes. beautiful. I mean, yes. it is not, I mean, Sister, Sister Dieter, and like full habit yes. nun. Okay, yes. I mean, like, <laughs> like, come on, like, yes. God, I mean, just beautiful. And uh, I mean, just so many Catholics, and yeah, Ave Maria, I mean, come on it was it was it was just beautiful and uh now now amy barrett catholic and nominated for the supreme court and and then you sort of juxtapose that with with you know uh joe biden who is you know (laughs) supposedly catholic right yes um but really has excommunicated himself um from the catholic church um and you know, and it's interesting to see just all of the hoopla about this. You know, it's it's like on one hand, uh, these you know these cafeteria Catholics they love Joe Biden uh, because he is he is you know Catholic in name only, but really stands against the core tenets of the Catholic Church. But then they hate. Amy Barrett, because she actually is Catholic and yes. and stands for all of the core tenets of the Catholic Church. And, and so one minute they're like, oh, we love Joe Biden, we love Joe Biden. And then the next minute they're like, separation of church and state. And it's exactly. like, so wait a minute. Like, hold on. You know, hold on, which yes. which is it? You know? So it's it's been interesting to watch sort of their hypocrisy blow up right in their faces um during during this and uh, and really to watch secular feminism uh blow up mm. right right in their face. You know, here's a woman who you know, mainstream feminists should be lauding as a hero, right? Yes. Um but they can't because she's pro-life. And uh and or they won't. They can, but, they're, but they they won't. won't. Yes. And uh, so that just shows that it's really not about Women's rights or women's equality. It's about one thing and one thing alone, and that is about the right to life in the womb. Um, That's what feminism is based on. That's what mainstream feminism is based on. It's not about equal rights of women. It's not about the pay gap. It's not about anything else equal treatment of women. It's not about women in the military. It's not about any of those other issues. Mainstream feminism is about one single issue, and it's about abortion. That's it. Wow.
0: Well, and, and I agree with you that it's been a long time. And I used to say to people Roe v. Wade's never going to be overturned, never going to happen. Seems, you know, never in our lifetime. But it does feel like uh, if this moment goes through, it is actually an achievable uh, outcome that we could yeah. see uh, in the next, you know, in the next several years. Uh, as well as, as you point out, I think the symbolic value, which is not you know which we don't want to underestimate all the things you pointed out the messages it's in but particularly i want to focus on the other child with down syndrome for the pro-life movement is a a huge message of Mm -hmm. affirmation because we lived in europe my wife and i uh, for for many years and we knew several people who were diagnosed with when pregnant with down syndrome or or similar condition and the pressure in europe this Mm -hmm. was 20 years ago I mean, you were an evil, horrible person that was you know doing wrong to society if you didn't kill your child for this, and they've almost eliminated all Down syndrome children from the population because they're so brutally uh, kind of forcing people uh, to do that and so to you know have that president have the have you know the president refer to that publicly sends a very strong message about the value of people that our society treats as having no value
1: yeah well yeah. I mean. That is what they're trying to do in European yes. countries. I mean, yes. that, that's what Iceland proudly yes. proclaimed. I mean, the president of Iceland proudly proclaimed that they had eradicated Down syndrome. They have not eradicated <laughs> Down syndrome. They have simply killed every yes. child in the womb that had Down syndrome. Um, they, are, they have not eradicated Down Women are still conceiving children uh, with Down syndrome. Yes. They're just killing them before yes. they're born. Um, and, and they're very proud about it. Um, and, and they're very proud about it all over Europe and, you know, here in the United States, I mean, any, you can look at, we don't have a definite number, but it's, it's anywhere between 65 and 95%, uh, depending on the study, um, of children with Down syndrome are being killed in the womb. And I feel like, you know, we're, we're at a, a time in our society, really a tipping point in our society where you know, we're sort of on the cusp of, of many medical breakthroughs. Uh, you know, we're, we, we see designer babies being made, you know, you can, you can create your baby with a specific eye color now. I mean, there's so much genetic engineering mm-hmm. and genetic modifications that can be made. And I mean, just wait, we'll be able to, to see, you know, if your child can have autism or your child has a gene for this or that or whatever. And when those things start uh, becoming available, uh, the abortion rate is going to skyrocket. Mm. And that is so, it, it just reeks of eugenics. And um, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yes. So, what, so what Amy Barrett represents, her family, what they represent is, is beautiful. And uh, it's absolutely what we need to embrace uh, in, our, in our culture and in this country.
0: Well, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you, guys. there anything else you'd like to share before we we wrap up this uh, this interview? I don't I don't think so. Just no? everybody
1: keep keep fighting and keep moving the goal forward. I I, yeah. I feel like good things are on the horizon.
0: Great, great. Well, thank you again for for joining us. And uh, I think you also I've heard started a, a podcast recently. Are you, is that I right? Have. Yes,
1: yes, yes. I I recorded an episode today. It's called "Politely Rude" with Abby Johnson.
0: <laughs> Politely rude. Well, excellent. <laughs> uh, so we recommend that again after you've listened to our podcast, then maybe uh, <laughs> subscribe to Abby's and listen to that. Well, thank you, and we wish you wish you again the best of uh, in your great efforts to fight the abortion industry and uh, abortionworker.com again for more information. So thank you to our viewers and listeners. Uh, again, if you liked this episode, please share it with your friends. Get as many people to to listen to the information as possible. And if uh, you really liked it, please consider subscribing to our monthly monthly publication, Catholic Family News, on our website. So thank you, and uh, maybe we'll have a chance to speak again in the future.
1: That would be great. Thanks so much.